Welcome to North Shore News Week. Hello, hello, North Shore, and welcome to another episode of North Shore News Week with two co-founders of the recordnorthshore.org, Martin Carlino, and I am Joe Coglin, and we're here to give you a basic rundown um, of the week that was in North Shore News. Um, we do that usually in three segments, a lead story up and down the shore and a featured feature. We're going to switch that up a little bit. It's a bit of a special week as we're just a few days out from the April 6th election, which means uh, a lot of open um, elections, a lot of contested elections in our area. So we're going to run through those and let you know what we got on our site and what you can check out before in the middle. So we're kind of going to eliminate the up and down the shore. We're going to go lead story, election preview, and then give you some other bits of news that we covered this week because we are more than elections, guys. But the recordnorthshore.org, remember, is a nonprofit news outlet. We are community funded by you. Thank you very much. You can donate. You can subscribe to support our efforts, our election coverage. Um, everything, some investigative work we've done this week. Um, we hope you find value in it. And if you do, you continue to support us so we can stay around here for a long time um, and continue to do wonderful things like this podcast. Um, so we're going to jump right into it. So we got a lead story of a very serious nature, and it comes out the arrest of a man named Elon Gabori out of, um, out of Vernon Hills. But his local collection is, his local connection is he's the director of the Glencoe uh, a Glencoe tutoring facility called the House Tutoring Lounge. Gabori was, uh, was arrested uh, for allegedly sexually assaulting a minor he met while he was a teacher at a nearby school district in Buffalo Grove. He was apprehended by the Department of Homeland Security on Thursday, March 25th, while he was trying to flee. Um, he, was, he was apprehended at a Texas airport um, and he was trying to flee an arrest warrant by the Lake County State's Attorney. He was hired at the house tutoring lounge after his um, 20 year stretch at a, at the, the school district in um, Buffalo Grove. Um, and um, he worked there since 2019. So this has a lot of ramifications locally. It's being led by the Vernon Hills Police Department where Gabori lives. Um, the Vernon Hills Police Chief, Patrick Kreese, we talked to him. He actually used to be the Winneka Police Chief. We spoke to him and he's coordinating the investigation with the villages of Glencoe and Buffalo Grove. Um, um, and uh, authorities are asking anybody who's, who was taught by Gabori um, from the house or otherwise to contact, to speak with their children, I'm sorry. And if there's anything of note to please contact the Vernon Hills Police at 847-247-4891. Um, so a, uh, a pretty terrible story um, that involves our area, um, the Glencoe, the, the house, I'm sorry, in Glencoe, it's right there um, on the main drag of Glencoe, um, serves a lot of students. It, on their website, it claims hundreds of students um, as a tutoring facility. And um, so- Also relatively new to the community, Joe. I think it first opened in 2017, but as you mentioned, there has uh, touted on its website that it's served hundreds of families. So, um, please do feel free, free to reach out to the number that Joe mentioned. If uh, there's anything that's ever been of concern, if you're a local family that uh, ha has, has uh, taken up tutoring services there um, right in downtown Glencoe, as Joe mentioned. Yeah. And, and the Vernon Hills police, like I said, is in charge of the investigation, but you can also contact the Glencoe public safety department um, and deputy chief uh, Richard Weiner um, over there as well. Um, the story goes that, um, Elon Gabori is 
alleged to have had a um, uh, sexually assaulted this minor multiple times over the course of a couple years, um, I believe. Um, so um, it's multiple counts of um, felony sexual assault. And um, is the brother of the owner of the house tutoring facility, the tutoring lounge, I should say, Gil Gabori, who's the owner and uh, the CEO, the owner with his wife. And um, Gil Gabori is running for the Avoca District 37. Um, they released a statement saying, in part, I was devastated to learn that Elon Gabori, Elon Gabori, my brother, who has been a management employee of the house since late 2019, was arrested and charged with sexual misconduct. He was immediately terminated. While I am deeply disappointed, I reaffirm my commitment to providing the high quality educational services that we offer to our students while, while their well-being remains our highest priority. Sorry about that. So um, I did follow up with Gil Gabori and he did say that he was absolutely 100% not aware of any prior or um, accusations of assault, harassment, or anything of the likes, whether they're sexual or not, is how I phrased the question. He was not aware of anything um, before the hire or after he was hired, according to Gil Gabori. So there that is. Um, so a serious story, please check out the full story. Um, it's got a bunch of links on there for support, especially also if you're in the district, um, the Buffalo Grove School District. I'm, I actually believe it's a larger school district that I'm sorry, it's Consolidated Community School District 21. It's a rather big school district up here in the Northwest suburbs. So um, he taught there for 20 years. So that's the story. Um, please check out the full one and uh, we'll move on to the next part. Thank you. <clears throat> As I mentioned, instead of going up and down the shore, we're going to kind of give you the most up-to-date news we have on our election coverage. So since um, March, um, we've been really focusing on pre-election coverage for the community, really trying to break down all ballot items that are up for question, um, starting with the contestant one. We'll have some uncontested listings as well still to come in these next two days. But we really focused on the contested elections to give you a view of the candidates um, for you, as well as the ballot items, such as the referendum involving all of Nutria Township, as well as the one out of the village of Glencoe. The most recent story uh, we have, and we'll start there, is out of Avoca District 37, where initially, Marty, we had just three candidates on the ballot for four seats. So um, assuming they'd all be elected, they would still have to appoint somebody. But now, one was kicked off the ballot and we have four write-in candidates. Yeah. So all of a sudden, uh, as you mentioned there, Joe, a race that we thought was going to be uncontested and really one that um, wasn't going to require a lot of significant uh, detailing of everything that went into it because it was not a contested race has all of a sudden turned into um, one of the most hotly contested and probably tightly contested races that um, we're going to see in our coverage area. And obviously, Avoca School District 37 covers uh, part of Glenview, Wilmette, and part of Winneka as well. So uh, now six candidates, as Joe mentioned, running for four seats on the board. The interesting thing to note for voters out there is you're only going to see two of those candidates appear on your ballot. The other four candidates are running as official county write-in write -in, uh, candidates. So you will see the aforementioned Gil Gabori, who is an incumbent board member on your ballot. And you will also see Amy Doss on your uh, ballot as well. And then the four additional write-in candidates who are uh, vying for seats on the board as well are Sarah Balassa, Dan Seals, Jim Rohner, and Cecily Dunn. 
And Joe had mentioned earlier in his introduction that uh, Cecily Dunn was originally on the ballot after initial filings at the end of last year and has since been removed from the ballot because of a ballot challenge from uh, Gil Gabori, who submitted a challenge to the county. And we detail all the reasons in the article we have posted as to why he submitted that challenge. But the challenge was sustained and the county ruled that her name would be struck from the ballot. So um, just two candidates you're going to see uh, on your ballots, but four open board seats. Yeah, and, and interesting to note about the ballot removal is that Mr. Gabori informed us that uh, while the, the, the complaints against um, Cecilia Dunn's petitions were legitimate and they were confirmed by the electoral board by the county, the reason he challenged them were because he did not like her behavior or temperament when she came in front of the boards, um, the Avoca School Board, and also wrote to the board um, in the in the fall, in the summer, in the fall, in the July, August, September months. Um, so that was the reason he chose to object and his objections to her petitions um, were upheld. So she's removed, but is still running. She has a website as well, Cecilia Dunn does. Um, and um, Gil is on a slate now with uh, three other candidates as well. So you got to check all that out and more. The Avoca story has gotten pretty deep. And as Marty said, is a, is a hotly contested race at this point and uh, wasn't a few, uh, few weeks ago. Also, also something interesting to, to note for our listeners out there, Joe, is that slate you alluded to, which is going by the name, the Avoca coalition was formed by, uh, by Gabori um, recently after Dunn was struck from the ballot. So um more details, as I mentioned, included um, in our articles with some, some quotes and some further context. But uh, if you're voting in that, uh, if you're voting in that election, I would definitely recommend uh, reading our article and doing a little bit of research because, as I mentioned, this is one race that uh, was first not going to uh, require very much research for you to make an informed decision because there weren't uh, many candidates on the ballot. But that has since drastically changed in the coming weeks and months here. Yeah, and that's uh, that's the book. Check out the whole thing. There's a few more that we've covered in the past week, including the Kenilworth Village Board, which is also a contested race. There are three candidates on the uh, that were selected by the Kenilworth Citizens Advisory Committee, which is basically their caucus. Um, and that is, um, they're all new faces, by the way. No incumbents running for the Kenilworth Village Board. Um, but we have Walter Kelly, um, Amy Hannes, and um, Chris Otzen are on that slate. And also their challenger, Marjorie McLean, who is running kind of collectively with the village president um, um, challenger named Paul O'Connor. And they have, a, they have a website called friendsofkenilworth.org um, and uh, a lot of their platform is there, um, two fiscally conservative candidates. And, um, the, but we, the village board candidates, the other ones that were slated, Marjorie did not participate in a candidate forum from the League of Women Voters, but the other three did. Um, and we have a breakdown of their answers plus the video and everything um, on our website, a link to the video on our website. So check that out. Um, and I, I don't remember, sorry. Guys, if we talked about this last week, but it is one of our more recent election um, stories is that um, in the Wilmette District 39 race, um, Jane Hong Schisler is out of the race effectively. She announced that uh, her campaign is halted. She's not actively running um, and that uh, she cannot capably um, 
fill the role if she is elected. So she is asking all voters and her supporters and all voters not to vote for her on election day and prior to election day. So it's now a um, <clears throat> four person race for four seats. Um, and as that person is uh, effectively out of the race, um, but you will still see her on her ballot, but she's asking you not to vote for her. That's Jane Hong Schistler. There's been a lot of updates to many of these races, a lot of very late nights for our esteemed election reporter, Joe Coughlin, covering yeah. these races like crazy. So I recommend not only for, for everyone in our coverage area to look into this, uh, into our election guide on our website, which you can find by just scrolling over to the top topics tab on the page and you'll see uh, election is one of the elections is one of the drop down options. Definitely recommend checking out everything we have on that webpage um, for all township residents, as I said, but specifically if you are a resident who's going to be voting in contested races. And some of those communities that jump out there are Wilmette and Kenilworth that we just alluded to, but all township residents will have at least one contested race on their ballot with the race for the Nutria High School School Board that's going to be on their ballot. So uh, no matter which of the communities you live in, you will see at least uh, one contested race on your ballot. And depend, depending on which community you live in, you might see several. Yeah. And just a note to, to, to readers and potential voters here. Um, obviously, I'm a voter out in a different district, but I find it very difficult to find a voter's guide or a an easy to read format or even any information on contested elections. It's very frustrating when I'm trying to find, you know, um, who, who I'd like to vote for in, for my family, for my community um, that I think will best serve them. So I really tried to keep that in mind as I was, we, we were developing these. So we have some easy navigation tools, at least I feel like where you can click on different things. Uh, you know, if you want to jump to a question or jump to a specific candidate's answer of that question, you can do so on all of these pages. Um, um, a lot of these races, it's very simple to do so. So we've previewed in that fashion, the Kenilworth Village Board race, uh, Library Board will met, School Board will met 39, um, New Trier School Board. Joe, how could you forget about the Wilmette Park Board? I, that was next Park. on my list. The Wilmette Park Board with nine candidates, you need something like this. My goodness, how do you guys choose between nine candidates? Good luck. A lot of good candidates out there, to be honest. And uh, thank you, by the way, for all the public servants to just um, go for it like this. Not an easy task to uh, run for public office. Um, and of course, the Wilmette Village President as well. So. That's what we have for you guys. Go and check it out. And that's our final election kind of uh, we'll preview. We'll have election results next week, believe it or not. Crazy. We're, uh, we're just about at the end of the road here, guys. And if you haven't taken advantage of early voting, I believe you have through the weekend to do so. And then obviously election day is this upcoming Tuesday, April 6th. So uh, down to the home stretch and down to the wire here. Certainly down to the wire. So hopefully uh, we help you at least if, if you're going out to the polls, um, make your decision a little, um, a little more informed, a little easier for you. So check it out. And that is our election preview instead of up and down the shore. So um, now we're going to kind of move on to uh, we had a before we get to the featured feature, we had some news out of Wilmette that we just had to share. Um, first, um, you know, the gills, you know, part of the reason there are nine park board candidates is how much the parks in Wilmette matter to Wilmette residents. Huge part of that is the Gilson Park, and they're working on a master plan. We decided to look into it a little bit. Yeah, you so often hear Gilson kind of described as one of the crown jewels of Wilmette. And 
one of the, uh, uh, for lack of a better term, assets that really so many Wilmette residents and even residents outside of Wilmette and in neighbor communities really greatly enjoy and just love taking advantage of. So um, the Park District has for, for years always discussed, and I should even say for decades, always discussed improvements, alterations, any kind of changes that can take place at Gilson. But now they are officially moving forward with a comprehensive, massive, I should say, comprehensive master plan that uh, is going to address uh, facility upgrades, uh, stormwater management, infrastructure, um, any types of, of changes or improvements that are needed at any of the areas of the park in Gilson. So that plan is right now in the midst of being developed. And if you are a community member and you want your voice to be heard in the planning and developing of this uh, comprehensive plan, then now is the time to do so because they're in the middle of uh, what they're describing as a three-phase approach in doing this. And right now they're in the middle of the middle phase, which is the engagement phase. Uh, and right now the park district is reaching out to uh, various community groups and all members of the community to, to get their feedback. And they're hoping to have another um, virtual public open house where residents can join in uh, a virtual Zoom session and, and share how they feel about what changes, if at any, should, should take place in the future at Gilson. So um, officials are sort of targeting right now that the hope is to have the plan uh, fully de developed by early summer. So sometime maybe uh, June, uh, early July, possibly. Uh, but in the middle of the engagement phase right now, looking for community feedback. Uh, but it seems like overall right now, the sense that both the, the park district and the park board is getting is that residents obviously love Gilson. They don't want drastic overarching, you know, crazy changes. They just want some improvements here or there, you know, fix up the sidewalks, the infrastructure, stormwater management, um, some tweaks and improvements here and there. So right now sounds like nothing too, too crazy will be changing at Gilson. But of, of course, if you feel otherwise, now is the, is the chance where you can sort of make your voice heard and bring those concerns forward. And on the, on the feature side, um, we had a profile of Sonny the Barber, who has a shop over there on Lake Avenue, um, just off of um, Skokie, I'm sorry, just off of Green Bay Road and Lake um, for, uh, for 28 years or so. And he is packing up shop and um, taking his business to his home, um, kind of a semi-retirement, but he'll still be cutting some hair for some customers, loyal customers out of his house, um, which is not too far. Um, and a great profile by Al and Henry just on um, you know, Sonny, the person he is, why he's so beloved in the community, um, his history, and just um, some things he would talk about with his customers in this chair. Just a fun, a fun story of, of a local, um, a local character you guys should check out. Um, and uh, Sonny will be, Sonny Shop will close um, by May 1st, I believe. So check out, that's another feature for you. And now for our featured feature, and Marty, I'm going to give you leeway at this because, um, but it's a lot of fun. We had a 18 years ago, 19 years ago, I believe, a baby was born in the bathroom at a Starbucks in Wilmette. And uh, we have an update, believe it or not. So let me ask you this, Joe, before we get into the story. Do you remember where you were in 2002? Uh, I was in college. So a, so a taco shop and champagne probably. Well, uh, that is certainly a, a great place to be, but Griffin Barron definitely remembers where he was in, in 2002, uh, and that's because at the Starbucks in Eden's Plaza in Wilmette, Griffin, who is a Nutrier High School graduate, helped deliver a baby. 
Um, there was a, a pregnant woman who was in the store who uh, all of a sudden had to go into labor and actually had birthed the baby at the Starbucks. So uh, 20, I should say 18 years later, after that first moment in, uh, in 2002, the two uh, met up and that's Griffin and the, the baby who was born that day, Jonathan Selner. They, uh, they met up 18 years later and had a, had a really awesome uh, conversation. It sounds like got to, uh, got to relive the moment, even though I think the only one who was able to, to relive the moment probably was Griffin. Uh, but they, they got to sort of uh, reminisce about certainly a, a crazy local story and this is another awesome feature from uh, Alan Henry. No one does it like him with uh, unique feature stories like this. But uh, this was sort of a story that when it first happened in 2002, got some national and local attention. And now uh, almost two decades later, they, uh, they got to meet each other as they're, as they're both adults, full grown adults now, which is a really awesome local story. It is a really cool story and um, <clears throat> did a great job with it. So you guys got to read this whole thing um, by Alan Henry. So it's called, uh, it's still in our top stories, but only for one more day. But just let, you know, look up Griffin Barron or Jonathan Selner on our website and you guys can read the full thing. Just really great stuff. Really cool local feature for you. And that's it. That's our show. Uh, we run through it. Uh, I did forget to mention, however, in the news portion um, that the Nutria Township building is still closed because of a fire this week. At least it was this morning, um, Wednesday morning. Um, because of a fire, um, small fire, no one injured, electrical fire, and um, it just caused some damage um, along uh, in the basement, and they're working on it, and it's obviously not uh, completely satisfied yet, so once it gets to that point, it will reopen, but for now, the Nutrier Township, which is housed in that Nutrier Township building, the food pantry is moved to Northfield, so that's uh, some just some of the information you guys need to know, so <clears throat> that's it. Um, coming up, guys, in the next week, we're going to have plenty of election coverage for you. Uh, we're going to have some football coverage for you. We got Loyola playing on a Thursday at Brother Rice. We got Nutrier playing on a Saturday against Evanston. It's a busy day for a uh, busy weekend for sports. Um, we'll have some Easter events for you as well, some photos. Um, so uh, make sure to check all that and more out on the recordnorthshore.org. Thanks for listening, everyone.